0: There's a couple things that I want to go back and revisit. One, dealing with my husband's softball. And it's very important to understand that whenever I was so supportive about him going and joining a gay softball league, he was not supportive of me joining that or being a part of that, that life with him. See, soon after he, he tried out and he was selected to join a team, he instantly started to make friends, I guess. They, they started talking on Facebook and Facebook Messenger and, and I friended a couple of his teammates and that sort of thing. And he would sit over in his corner and, and be chatting away and talking to his friends. What? I don't know but time would prove that that he did not want me part of that life. He would ignore me and and I would drink. He would ignore me and and anything that I had to say and I'd make posts about it on Facebook. Well, like I indicated earlier in the the audio, the podcast that he would never he would get mad about this because he didn't want people to know what kind of person he was, and then he started recording me. See, it was all part of a of a, a grander scheme of things. He wanted people to feel sorry for for him because that's what narcissists do. They play that victim card, but they don't. But the people that they're trying to manipulate, that they're trying to to get to feel sorry for them, they don't know the real story of what's going on. They don't know that there's an agenda at hand. All that they see is what their new teammate, like in his case, is going through. So they feel sorry for him. So he establishes these friendships, this circle of people in his life. This is after he comes back from Las Vegas. (sighs) Because he's, he's, he's scheming an exit plan. This is in January. So now, now let's talk about the dog, Zizi. See, I was originally supposed to watch Zizi and his other, his other pup because he was going to go on vacation. But whenever Zizi came, came down sick and, and I stood up for myself, he told me that he was going to put her down. I didn't think that he actually meant it. A couple weeks go by and I text him and I ask him how Zizi's doing. And he, in fact, told me that he put her to sleep the very next day. So I responded back, nothing to prevent you from going on vacation. See, you have to understand, this is the type of man I married that whenever he said something to his mind, he was going to do it regardless. and was not ever going to allow anything to get in his way. If he would have had a sick dog he would not have been able to go on vacation, wherever that was. Something else that I found interesting that after he moved out was, he was quick to take trips all over the United States for gay softball, but yet I could never get him to do anything with me. And the couple trips that we did take, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, Galveston, guess who footed that bill? I did. He never paid for anything. Nothing ever came out of his pocket. I always paid for everything whenever it came to that. On our first year wedding anniversary, in fact, that was right after our third came into our relationship. He wanted the third to go down there with him, with us. I had a friend of mine that met us at a bar down there and I was drunk. And it was the night before our anniversary. And my friend told me, he goes, you better keep an eye on those two. Especially that young one. He's after your husband. Time to prove that that was exactly what was going to take place. But that night after we got back to the hotel room, they put a trash can by the bed and left me. They went to the swimming pool there in the hotel and spent time together after midnight, which would have been our one-year wedding anniversary. The following day, that night, I got into it with them. My wedding gift was thrown at me, which is actually hanging on the wall here in the house, and I was told, happy anniversary. The actual day of our anniversary, not a word was said I told my husband, happy anniversary. He never responded and nothing more was ever said. The day came and went like the rising and setting of the sun. So, but his agenda was met. He got the third to go with us and it completely ruined our one-year wedding anniversary. See, what I want people to understand is the hell that I went through. And what would eventually lead into more and more chaos and dysfunction and, and the storm of what I was going through because, because whether I I don't know how long our wedding or our, our marriage would have lasted if the third would not have come into our, our lives. I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. I cannot answer that question. But the third individual, he only, he heightened the dysfunction that was already there. He heightened, he encouraged my, my husband to sleep around and not be true to our relationship. These, this, Whenever my husband was in Dallas training for a job here in Waco and was spending the week up there and come home on the weekends he was encouraging my husband to sleep with individuals. We had a standing role in our open relationship that an individual could not be visited a second time because at that point, once you start getting into second, third and fourth, playing arounds, you start to develop feelings. At that point, I kind of started to see that the individual was trying to drive a wedge in between my husband and I and he was quite successful at it but this was all a greater plan and scheme of things i have to i have to believe that the universe allowed these things to happen one because i invited it to happen but two i had to be taught a lesson and three so that I would be able to discuss it here on this podcast. The shade of it all. So that people can see that there's real dysfunction out there within the gay community. That that people get into relationships because of their circumstances and their situations. That, that life is different. That we are non-traditional. That triad relationships poly, relationships are quite regular within the gay community. And it's widely accepted. But it doesn't always work out the way that it's supposed to. And in my case, it didn't. It was an epic fail all the way around. And I was never the perfect husband. I don't admit that by any stretch of the imagination. I had a drinking problem. I had anger issues. I... I wanted attention, but the problem is is the kind of attention that I got was not what I was looking for. I brought the third individual in to balance Michael and I out, I, I out because I was not getting any attention from my husband. Little did I know that I was creating a storm for myself because I, I very much liked the individual. He was younger, he was extremely intelligent. You know, him and I clicked on a, on a certain level that, I don't know, we could have deep conversations. Conversations I could not have with my husband. But then there was a, the always the political divide because, I don't know, there was just something different there. He blew with the wind. So, looking back, I now see that it was preparing me for the isolation and the loneliness that I'm facing now. And that that was for a very long season for for me to learn a valuable lesson. A lesson that needed to be learned. So that I could talk to hurting gay men out there that that don't know why things are happening in in their life like it is. And in future podcasts, I'll go on and I will discuss hookup sites and the dangers thereof and the entrapments. I'll talk about the gay culture in and of itself and how there's something going around that I was actually talking with a friend of mine last night about and how our community is being polluted, that the history behind the gay community has been forgotten and this younger generation is, is riding the coattails of uh, the struggles of those that came before us. That they get to enjoy without having to do a thing. So, this has been The Shade of It All. My name is Robert. And... I hope y'all enjoy this. Please leave a comment, like it, follow me on Anchor and Spotify. And if you're facing the same things that I've faced, uh, please leave a comment and then I can do a a podcast addressing that or, you know, we could chat back and forth. Who knows? But the fact of the matter is, is gay men out there, listen to what I have to say. You don't have to live in dysfunction. You don't have to have, you don't have to self-medicate. And I will continue to talk about what if you're supposed to be hidden. I think that's very important and that the universe wants me to discuss that just for the simple fact that we all have a purpose in this life, and if you're being hidden, and if you have a greater call upon your life to help you maybe search that out, that maybe you're alone because you've got a lot of work to be done, and I will discuss that further in the future. Y'all have a wonderful day.